Thank you for joining us for a life-changing message at Mount Hope Church in beautiful Gaylord, Michigan. Our prayer is that this message will strengthen and encourage your walk with Christ. Please enjoy this message. All right, so who's ready to hear the word this morning? Yeah! Hallelujah! So Brother Norm, I'm just going to open my Bible here and get ready. Brother Norm, the first week... He preached about being a good steward and, and our, about our gifts and about passing that on, like uh, raising our kids up in it. So it, was, it, it touched a little bit on legacy. And then the second week, he was talking about being a good steward of our family. It was Father's Day. He kind of, uh, that was a Father's Day message. And so it kind of went more into that legacy. Uh, this week, I get the privilege of talking about more of uh, uh, where stewardship really begins in our hearts. And it's a, it's, I'm a, it, was a, it was a hard message for me. So I, I'm praying that it comes out the way it needs to. I just want to put a disclaimer out because anytime you talk about stewardship, there's usually money involved. So there may be somebody here that this preacher better not preach about money. You know? But we're going to talk about that a little bit today. And I just want, I, I just really feel in my spirit that there, there, there's somebody here that, that maybe you've been hurt in church and maybe it's been in that area. Because there, I, I can tell you, uh, a church that I used to go to, for an example, I, I understand, what I'm saying to that person or people is I understand that heart because I've been there. When you get a bill for ties, that's not really how God works. Okay? So if you're hurting, I, I've been there. But I can, I'm going to share some of my story with you and how God has got me where I'm, where I'm at today. And it's only because of his grace and because of his mercy that I'm standing up here. And, and I so much appreciate God and I so much appreciate the people that have sown in my life to, to get that. That was a bad root. It was a bad root. That, that thing stuck with me. That root of bitterness was within me that kept me away from what God's plan was for me. It kept me from away from church, and, and I wasn't serving the Lord the way the Lord called me to serve. Everybody is called, and everybody's called differently, and we need to understand that. That's part of stewardship. It's part of understanding that we are different people made up different ways, and God has a different plan for each one of us. And we're going to talk about that, and, and we're going to talk about how the money rolls into that. But let's... let's um, Let's pray before we begin, all right? I think that's a good thing to do. So, Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your word today. Lord, I pray right now, I come against a, a bitterness and, and selfishness and lies and deceit of the enemy right now. I come against it. And, Lord God, I pray that your word, Lord, your word is life-changing. Your word is truth. So, Lord God, I pray for the word of truth in us today, Lord God, that Jesus in us, Lord God, will, will come out in this message today, Lord God. Let these words not be my words. Let these words be your words. And, Lord God, I give you glory for it right now. And I thank you for what you're doing in my heart. I love you, Jesus, and we give you glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, when I was beginning to... To, to study for this. I opened up the Bible and uh, didn't know really where to start because I, I found out I need some work in this area. So, I'm, I'm, you know, you, you teach kids and you, you teach them about giving, you teach them about 
stewardship and things, and, and God had put some, some things in my heart, in my own life, and it was kind of all jumbled together. And, and so I said, okay, well, I went to the concordance, and I opened it up, and one of the things I seen was First Chronicles. And I said, what? First Chronicles? I said, well, I better go check that out. So I did, and I read the story, and I said, what does this have to do with stewardship? Didn't get it. So I, I was like, okay, I'm not, not going to preach that. And, and it was about giving. Giving. And I'm like, well, God, that, that doesn't even make sense to me. So I kind of disregarded it, and I, I went on about my day, and I come back, and I was going to study again. And, and I don't know, maybe some of you here, maybe you know Jan Gregory. You remember Sister Jan? And these words, as I opened my Bible, I I couldn't, it just popped in my spirit. I, and sometimes, I, I told you before, I get these little pictures in my head, you know, like a little movie. And I pictured Sister Jan preaching at Oseville, and the first thing she said was, I'm not here, God didn't send me here to tickle your ears. You remember that? That's, that's how she would start. And I'm like, oh, great. Thank you, Jesus. And then he said, go to where I told you to go. And so I went back to Chronicles 29. And that was just a message for me to say, this is what I've called you to preach, Tony, now preach it. And so that's what I'm going to do. And I hope, that, I hope that you guys get out of it what I've, what I've gotten out of it. And so we're going to open up to 1 Chronicles. We're going to be in verse 29. We're going to start in verse 1. And it's about stewardship, so try to get that in your heart first as we go through this, so maybe it'll help you. That's what I had to do, and it helped me. So it says, in First Chronicles 29, it says, Then King David said to the whole assembly, My son Solomon, the one whom I, who God has chosen, is young and inexperienced. The task is great, because the political, or the palatal structure is not for man, but for the Lord God. I'll come back to that. With all my resources, I have provided the temple of, temple of my God. Gold for gold work, silver for silver, bronze for bronze, iron for iron, and wood for wood, as well as onyx for the settings, turquoise stones for various colors, and all kinds of fine stones and marble. All of these large quantities, besides in my devotion to the temple of my God, I now give of my personal treasures of gold and silver for the temple of my God, over and above everything I have provided for this holy temple. 3,000 3, talents of gold and 7,000 talents of refined silver for the overlaying of the walls of the building for the gold work and the silver work, and for all the work to be done by the craftsmen. Now, who is willing to consecrate themselves to the Lord today? And it blew me away, and I was like, okay. And God started to show me this picture. Here's King David. And I think in himself, he says, if I don't give, why would they give? And the words that, the, that God gave me was that stewardship starts with giving. Stewardship starts with giving. And as we read the story, we're going to dig into that dip deeper. And we're going to find out that it's not just, it's not just the tithe. And there's some things about the tithe that we need to understand too. There's things about the tithe that, 
if you, if you read through Deuteronomy, 2 Chronicles, Nehemiah, and Malachi, you're going to learn that the tithe means more than what we typically know as Christians today. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, Leviticus 27.30, a tithe of everything from the land. We're going to learn what that means today. I, I learned what that meant. And, and it tore me up, to be honest with you. Because I can look back and see where I should have gave. And then I realized if you track that, you go, huh, huh. Then this happened, then that happened, then that happened. Does God punish his people? I don't think so. I don't think he's a punisher. But he lets us reap the consequences of what we sow. See, a good father does that, right? We're, we're good parents. There's, there's life circumstances for the decisions we make. And as we grow and become adults, you're going to pay for them. So you're better off, youngins, if you're in here. And when I say youngins, I pretty much mean anybody younger than me. So I'm 47. So anybody younger than me, we need to know this if we don't already got it. You will reap what you sow. So you're, you might as well learn now to sow good seed. Is bad things going to happen? Oh yeah, the Bible tells us that. Bad things are going to happen. But remember, I've talked about this before. Our attitude determines our altitude. And so we've got we to gotta have a good attitude through that and know that God has a greater plan. And if I didn't know that, I wouldn't be standing here today through all the stuff, all the garbage, all the ploys of the enemy have tried to get me off course. Stuff is going to happen. And part of good stewardship is having the faith to get through that. To remember, he provided then, he's going to provide now. But it's us that got to give to him and have the faithfulness to know that he's going to provide a way. And, and we learn about that all through the Bible, about the way God provides for us. So let's go to where it says in verse uh, 2, with all my resources. David says, with all my resources. So at first we're thinking, you know, most of the time we think, okay, that's like, you know, everything in our possession. Well, I, as I read it, I took it as this, that David said, here's the kingdom, and with all the resources, because he's the king, right? He's going to take all those resources, and he's going to use it to build this temple, because that's what God called him to do. Which is understandable, right? It's easy to do, right? That's easy to give. If you're at work, it's easy to give from work. And it's, it, it, you can, you, you, somebody, I used to be a shipping clerk, so, you know, they're supposed to get X amount of this, this, and this, and sometimes they'd have a big job, and they'd come and say, I need a little extra of this. Now, I could have said, no, that's not what the rules say. But because I've been out on a job before and I understand what they were saying, I said, yeah, they're probably going to need that. And I was able to give from the resource so they could go and do their job. And that's what David was doing. He was giving from the resources of the kingdom. But then if you go down a few lines, he says he gives of his personal treasures of gold, silver. That changes the whole dynamic of what's going on here. He's saying, if God has called us to do this, it's got to start with me. And so I would say to us as Christians, if we're going to do something for God, it's got to start with us, and it's got to start with giving. Well, what do you mean? Well, let's, let's go to the tithe. 
The tithe is what? 10%, right? We're supposed to give 10% of what we make. Now, I had a pastor that once said, he, he preached a message on tithe, and this has always stuck with me. He says, somebody asked him, and he spoke about this in his, uh, in his message, somebody asked him, well, how do I tithe? Do I tithe on the gross, or do I tithe on the net? And the, this is stuck with me, and I'll never forget it. This is simply what he said. Do you want a gross blessing, or do you want a net blessing? First fruits is before taxes. Now, if I were to go stand over in my personal corner, that would be my personal corner. You do what God's called you to do, but do something. That's the main thing. That's, that's where stewardship starts, with the obedience and giving. Give what God has called you to give. Start there. And let him work. That's what he did in me. I started, you know how I used to tithe? I used to go, Jesus, how much do you want me to give? Even though it was a tithe, right? A dollar? Okay. I'll give a dollar. Right? And then I started, people started sewing into my life, like Joe and Estes Wells and, 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 and Jan Gregory and Bruce and all these people. And they, we talk about that. And I started to get the feeling maybe I wasn't doing it right, you know? Not, they didn't beat me over the head with it. We don't beat people over the head with it. You give, let God do it. You just let God use you. When he speaks to you, I, this is the thing. This is, and it's a stewardship thing. Obedience is a stewardship thing. God speaks into your spirit. Tell so-and-so this. One, make sure it's God. But if you know that it, you know, you better do it. Because you're not only robbing yourself, you're robbing them. You're not only robbing yourself of the blessing that God has got lined up behind that, but you're robbing them of the knowledge and the wisdom that God is telling you to give to them. You know? And, that, that, and, it, and those are all ripples. You know, after that, it's a ripple effect. So if you don't do it, what happens next? Then something else happens, and something else happens. And, you know, and then, but thank God for God's grace and mercy, because I've been in that ripple effect, but God always brings it back around. It hits the shore sooner or later, right? A ripple, when, it, when you throw it out in the middle of the lake, sooner or later, it'll hit the shore. And God is great that way. He's graceful. He's full of mercy. But we can save all of us a lot of time if we just are obedient, if we're just good stewards of what God tells us to do. And one of the things he tells us to do is to tithe. So we take our tithes and we give it to the Lord. And, and we do that, and we do that out of obedience. Then God throws in this other thing, right? Do it with a joyful heart. What? I finally get the principle of tithing, and you know, I'm okay, so I pay my tithe, and I pay on a gross thing to, to Pastor Powers, and that was killing me. I was going, why do I, you know, and so I would do it, and I would not be happy about it. But then, uh, I'll tell you a story. So, it, it was, it like happened, like, just like this. So we had uh, a young man coming to our church to do a concert. Jason Upton was his name. Very powerful. Very powerful, prophetic singer, songwriter. Awesome. And uh, he was coming to our church, and we were supposed to be there. We were volunteers. We were, we were supposed to be there. And so I get home, and now Sunday, me and God had a conversation. That Sunday morning, this was a Sunday night concert. This Sunday morning, uh, me and God had a conversation about money. 
Because when I learned the principle, I was like, okay, I'm going to give. You're going to take care of me. You know, and I argued back and forth, back and forth. And when it got to the offering plate come down, I'm hanging on to that thing, and my knuckles were white. I was hanging on so hard. I, I, I'm serious. They were white. I didn't want to let go. Because it was cash. Because we didn't have a bank account. Because we couldn't get finance. We couldn't, the bank didn't trust us to have a bank account. That's how bad I was with money. That's how bad it was. And so I'm hanging on to this, and I'm not going to give it. And God just spoke to me. Trust me. And I said, okay. But I knew, my wife didn't know, but I knew that we only had this much in the gas tank. And we had to go all the way home, which at that time we lived in Grand Blanc, and we were coming to Otisville because our house had burned down, and we were living with my brother on Grand Blanc. But we had to go all the way home for something, and then we had to come all the way back. And then we had to go all the way home again. And payday isn't until the following Friday. And so I'm like, okay. And uh, I said, all right, God, I'm going to trust you. So I gave it. Didn't tell my wife. She'd have freaked out. <laughs> but I gave it. And uh, <laughs> she did freak out. I'll tell you the story. We'll get to it. So we go all the way home. We eat dinner. We do our family thing that we were supposed to do. We get changed. We're on our way back. And, and we're almost to church. And she looks over. And she goes, getting a little low on gas, huh? And she was always, she is always like, you got to have a half a tank or better. Or it's, you know, I drive until the light goes on and says, gas, 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 gas. You know? So she doesn't like that. So I'm like, yeah, it'll be all right. We'll get it after church, you know? And she's like, okay. You know, so we go and do the Jason up thing. It was awesome. God moved, moved in our lives. And uh, Jason spoke a word and it was about faith. And I knew it was for me. And God, and that word basically was, God, you were faithful, God's going to be faithful. And I'm like, all right, cool, we're going to be good. I knew what it meant. For me, I knew what it meant. And so I knew we were going to get home. And so we get back in the car, girls are in there, we're heading home. We're on Irish and Davison Road, and the car starts to putter, we're at the stoplight. And she goes, we're out of gas, we're out of gas. And I'm like, oh, we're fine. I'm going to pull in, we'll get gas, you know. So we pull in and get gas, and get up to the, make it, just make it to the thing, just barely make it, and it quits, and I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting in the car, and I'm just sitting there, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of praying in my spirit, because I know it's about to hit, you know, it's about, it's about to happen, and, uh, and she goes, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm praying, and she goes, what are you praying about? I said, because I gave all my money away at church, we gave what? She said, what? I said, because I paid the tithe this morning. She said, what did you say? And she made me. And I said, I, I paid tithe this morning, and that was all the money we had. And she starts laughing. She starts laughing. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? See, the Lord had spoken a word to her, and I did not know that. And she got done laughing, and she said, God will provide. And, and so me, my wife, and my two girls, we prayed in that car sitting at that gas pump. And no sooner did we get done praying when we heard a knock on the window. And it was a guy with a $20 bill, and he said, go fill up that car. This is for you. God told me to stop and give you this. And if you'd have looked at this guy, you'd have thought, what? You'd have thought he was going to rob you. <laughs> yeah. He's a big guy, all jacked up car, and, and he just said, God bless you. 
and we were able to fill up our car, and we got home. And you know what? I still made it to work the rest of the week on that $20. So God is good. And the point is, is that I was a good steward with a tithe, and I struggled with that. And I would encourage you, maybe that's you today. Start with a tithe. Start with something. I'd say start with a fifth if that's, but that doesn't come out right. Start with something. Start with something. Just be obedient and give to the Lord and see what, and, and do what we did. What we did was we would put it in the offering plate. You know, when we, when we first started this, we would put it in the offering and we'd say, okay, God, you're going to take care of us. Start there. Start with it. Be obedient. Be a good steward of what God given you. And so, so that's the tithe. And in the tithe, it's more than just money. What do you mean? I mean, it's more than just money. Remember I said uh, Leviticus 27.30 says, a tithe of everything from the land. Okay, so what does that mean? That, I asked God, I said, what does that mean? What does it mean, everything from the land? I'm thinking farmers, that's how they make their living. You know, they don't have money, they just use grain, right? Well, no, that's, that's true and not true. They still had, there's still money, like denarii and all that stuff, right? So that was, they sold that. But they would dedicate, what they were doing was dedicating it to the Lord, right? And they were being obedient on that. And they were giving their tenth. And so it says, a tithe of everything from the land, and I started thinking about that for myself. Well, what does that mean for me? And I started thinking about, okay, what's God's plan for me? Well, if I'm supposed to be a pastor someday, then I've got to give of my time, right? Because that's everything of my land. And God started working in me. And in those struggles, I'll share another struggle with you on time in a minute. So I started trying to tithe on time purposely in my mind. I started tithing on time. Purposely in my mind, I'd start tithing on, um, you know, my, my dedication at work. And you could look at that as time, but, you know, sometimes you got a job and you can do your job and you can go, right? That's being good. But sometimes you need to do more. And so I started doing that. I started tithing on, um, on uh, like, if somebody would give me something, as a gift, because I, I'm going to tell you something. You start tithing, you start giving, God, you're gonna, you can't outgive God. He's going to give you stuff that you, you don't even know where it comes from. It's just there. I've, I've gone to my car and there'd be stuff in my car. You know? Sometimes in times of need, there would be something in there. But sometimes in time of plenty, there would be something. It's still, it's still a blessing. It's good to know that somebody's looking out for you. You know, so I'd say, okay, God, oh, watch this. I'm going to tithe on that. What are you going to do about that? So I would get that, and I'd go and you know, split it. You know, somebody buy me lunch, I'd buy somebody, I'd buy two people lunch. You know, and God would bless it. And, and can I tell you, like, it took me a while. Oh, was I not projecting well? Is that what happened there? Okay. I went like this? Okay. So I got I to gotta stay like this all day to make it. I don't know if I can do that. So I would just start doing stuff like that, and God did. And I can tell you today, right now, for the first time in my life, I have money in a bank account. And I'm not worried about gas. I'm not worried about a bill. I'm not worried about anything breaking down. I'm not worried about, you know, taking care of my wife if she were to call and needed something, or my daughter. I'm not worried about it. 
Because I know two things. One, yes, I have that security, right? Some of us need that security. But I also know that the Lord God will take care of every need. No matter how big it is. No matter how small it is. You know? I was going to tell you a story. Oh, yes. Time. Tithing on time. So, not too long ago, actually, this was a little refresher course, if you will, for me on the time thing. Uh, My pastor at previous church, Mason, um, we had some events coming up, and it was in the fall. Fall is like my season, you know what I mean? Like, I just got through summer camp. I need to take a break. I'm going to go hunting all day, every day. That's what I do. And, uh, but we had some events happening at church. And uh, my pastor said, hey, I want you to be there. I'm like, well, you know, I've been here all summer. I, you know, I've been, I've been working continuously, blah, blah, blah. You know, all this stuff just spewing out to, to justify to justify not doing whatever my pastor needed, you know, and, and, and so, so I'm sitting up in the tree stand, sitting up in the tree stand, and uh, I'm sitting there, and I'm like all pumped up. I'm like, this is going to be a great night. It's completely calm, which never happens. Completely calm. The best night ever to hunt. Things are perfect. I see a buck over in the field, backside of the field. I know he's going to work his way this way, and these words were spoken got enough time to help, but you ain't got enough time for church. I said, really? Really? And I got down out of that tree stand, and I went, and I helped my pastor. And, and now, I don't, I, I am careful with that time. And you know what? Since that day, I have not gone a season without venison in the freezer. God will honor what he asked you to do. You tithe on your, everything you have, you tithe on the land that God has given you and he will bless you over and over and over again. He will do that. So praise God for that. That's the hard part. We're through the hard part. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go. I want to talk a little bit more about, about the stewardship and I want to talk about leadership in the stewardship. It starts with giving. So, so David gives, and a move of God starts to happen. If you turn your Bibles, it's still on Chronicles, and go to verse uh, 29.6. It says this, Then the leaders of the families, the officers of the tribes of Israel's, the commanders of thousands and the commanders of hundreds and the officials in charge of the king's work gave willingly. They gave toward the work of the temple of God 5,000 talents, 10,000 derricks of gold, 10,000 talents of silver, 18,000 talents of bronze, and 100,000 talents of iron. Any who had precious stones gave to the treasury of the temple of the Lord, in the custody of Jehah the Geshenite. The people rejoiced at, will, at the willing response of their leaders. The people rejoiced at the willingness of their leaders. That's important. That's, that's an important thing. And for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord, and David the king also rejoiced greatly. So the people see the leaders. They've seen the leader. Give, not just of the resources of the temple, 
or the, of the kingdom, but of his personal treasury. See, that's sacrifice. I don't care how wealthy you are or how poor you are. When you give out of your personal resources above and beyond, that's what it said, oh, above, it said above, that's sacrifice. So, well, what do you mean? We can't fathom, I can't fathom making what I make, somebody making 300,000 a year, 400, 500, millions. You know, I used to be the person that would talk about that, you know, and say, well, them guys could give more, blah, blah, blah. If every rich person in the world would give, blah, blah, blah. You know what? That's between them and God. They're going to have to stand before God and answer for that someday. I think God will not. You know? And so, we can, we can look at judgment, but when somebody gives of their personal resources, and when they give sacrificially, that moves God. It moves God in a way, and things start to happen. And I'm not only talking about money, folks. It takes money to make the world go round, but you know what? God owns it all. He has all the money. He owns all the money. He makes the money. You know, however you want to look at that. He, for the disciples, it was a fish. He went and got a fish, and in the fish's mouth there's a coin. What? That's crazy. But God does stuff like that. And when we give sacrificially, he'll do that for us. If he did it then, he does it now because his word says what? I am the same today, yesterday, and forever. And if he can provide then that way, he can provide now. I believe in the miracles of God. And I believe God will do what he wants to do, when he wants to do it, and how he wants to do it. And so I, I think about that. And when I was, because the leaders move, because if we're leaders, fathers, it said the leaders are the families. Fathers, I'm just going to put this out there. I don't want to beat you up, but that starts with us. It starts with me. And, I, and believe me, I have made mistake after mistake after mistake when it comes to raising my children. But instead of living with that, I've, I try to do something about it. I start now and go forward. You can't change what happened. You can't change a decision you made 15 years ago, five years ago, five minutes ago. You can't change it. But you can start now and you can do better. And that's what, I, that's what I dedicated my life to do. When I get up in the morning, I just pray, God, help me to be better and do better today. And that's actually our theme. Do more, be more. Do more, be more for God. That's our theme at summer camp this summer for our, for our employees. And so I've been praying that. And one way that we can do that is, is, is lead by example. And so, And when we do that, Marvelous things begin to happen. People, like in this case, the, the kingdom people under him, so to speak, they, wow. The leaders go, wow, King David gave up his personal resources. And, and so the leaders of the families, the leaders of the tribe, they begin to give. And then the commanders, not just of thousands, but of hundreds, they give. And, and, and a move of God begins to happen. And everything that the temple needs is provided for like that. Because of one leader's move to be obedient to God and to be a good steward and give, things happen and the temple gets built or begins, it, it, the resources get provided for it. So we're almost done. It says David 
praise the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly, saying, Praise be to you, O Lord, God of Father of Israel, or God, God of the latest messing me up here. God of our Father Israel, from everlasting to everlasting, yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor. For everything in heaven and on earth is yours. Remember that part. Everything in heaven and on earth is, is the Lord's. Yours, O Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted, head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and to give strength to all. Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. And then 14, praise God. That was his prayer. Then he says, but who am I? Who am I? And who are my people? That we should be able to give generously as this. Everything comes from you. And we give in you only what comes from your hand. Hallelujah. When we start to recognize that everything we have, everything, every brick, Every molecule in that brick, every piece of light that comes out of there, every, if we look around and we just start, every chair, every part of that chair, every, every part of us, every one of us, come from God. It's all his. Nothing is ours. And see, a lot of, a lot of wealthy people struggle with that. Because they've worked so hard to get from here to there. They started in the, in the, in the, in the gutter, in the, you know, in the city or whatever. And, and, and they, they have this whole story, which, praise God, but they forget who gives it to them. They forget who gives it to them. It's only by his hand that we have it. It's only by his breath that we have breath. We, we don't have life if he didn't give it to us. I started to take that in. In my giving. And God started to move in my heart. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to confess something to you. Up until four years ago, I never gave to a missionary. Been in the Assemblies of God for, for over 10 years, 15 years now. I never gave consistently to a missionary. Because my feeling was I'd sit in that chair, and if somebody came and they spoke and it moved me, then I would pray. Not, I wouldn't just give because they moved me. I would pray, God, tell me how much to give which is good. We should do that. But that's how I gave to missionaries. I never gave consistently. When God started to work before, way before this, four or five years ago now, started to move in my heart, and I started to see my friends sacrifice their families. They're taking their families to places in this world that we're not even supposed to really go to, but they get there. And their families, they trust God so much that they take their families and they go to these places and they live. I went on a missions trip, first time in my life, to the Dominican Republic. Eh, be nice, you know, palm trees, coconuts. Not so much. I mean, it was nice, parts of it. But I started to realize that I am, I am so much smaller than what God wants to do. I'm so thankful he didn't call me to be a missionary, by the way. Hallelujah. But I started to think about my friends and what they do for the Lord and how much they give, not just of money, but of time, of 
families. They're, they're separated from their families for years. It's like going to war. It's like being a soldier. That's sacrifice. And it started putting in perspective. Maybe God hasn't sent me, but I can help. And I started praying, God, what do you want me to give? And the first time he said, I want you to give $50 a month. I said, what? $50 a month, do you know what that'll do? He said, trust me. And I said, oh yeah, that's right, you're God, I forgot. Sometimes you forget, you know? Sometimes you forget who's speaking to you. You ever do that? I've done that. And uh, so I started giving. And, and God, pra praise God. And, and again, like I said earlier, I don't have to worry about anything. There's money in the bank God is, is providing. And, I, and I'm, I'm so, so blessed. And I'm so, I, you may not be able to tell it all the time, but I'm so overwhelmed sometimes when something happens and I'm able to help I'll go back to my trailer and I'll start crying because I can't believe that I was able to give because I used to be in a place of poverty and need so bad that I was stuck there and I didn't think that God would ever use me that way but it was always a dream in my heart that he would. See, I was always the one that I was almost like a victim. I had a, I, I couldn't, oh God, I can't give because of this, 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 and this. I can't do because of this, 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 and this. And God began to change my life and say, I've called you. I've made a way. It's not yours anyway. It's mine. You do what I told you to do, and it'll be fine. Trust me. And so I began to do that. And God has is, God is moved in such a way, and I got, I, I got young people out here that are serving the Lord because I was willing to give of my time. I was willing to be obedient to what the Lord has told me to do. I can't tell you how much that will affect your life. Take a young person under your, be a good steward of what wisdom God has given you and pass it on. Pastor Norm was talking about legacy. That's one of the greatest forms of stewardship ever is to be able to teach a generation or teach somebody how to fish, right? We can feed them fish or we can teach them how to fish. Let's teach them how to fish. And if we can get these principles in our hearts as a church, not just our church here in Gaylord, but all over the world, if we could, if the principle of giving and tithing gets to the stewardship, it's all God's. How, my, how many times do you take better care of somebody else's stuff than you do of your own? Somebody loans you something, generally speaking, you take it, you use it, you clean it, you bring it back better than it was before. Now, that doesn't always happen, I know. But generally speaking, that's what you're supposed to do, right? That's the same thing with God. This is God's world. This is God. Everything in here is God's. If we would take care of that like, like we're supposed to, it would go so much farther and it would do so much more than we could even imagine. And, and, and the principle of that has is, is been really, really moving in my heart. God, how can I do more? I want to read, we're going we're gonna to go to, we're going to jump down to 17. Just because I want to make sure that we talk about this part. And I'm almost done, but. I know, my God, that you test the heart and are pleased with integrity. I wanted to touch on this because this is very important. Integrity is very important. See, I have a pastor, my boss actually, Pastor O says this. 
and it stuck with me. Integrity always wins. Integrity always, always wins. And it's a stewardship principle that we need to have, that in everything we do, it's a good steward to do it with integrity. I used to work for myself. I used to be a, a contractor, painting contractor. That means I had to take out not just my tithes and offering to God, but I had to take out taxes for the man, right? Had to do that. So tax time comes, and thank God, thank God I was wise enough to listen to the Spirit. So it comes, and I'm like, there is no way I'm paying taxes on that. There's no way, because it's going to be this amount of money, and I'm not doing that. They can find their, let the world take care of the world. That's what I said. They can figure out, they don't need it. They got all, I pay taxes and other stuff. I'm not going to do that. And the Lord spoke this to my heart. Render unto God what is God's. Render unto Caesar's what is Caesar's. And so me and God argued. And what did, in the end, short, long story short, trust me. So I trusted him because I got it in my head. And the, the lesson I learned in that was everything is God's, right? So I'm not, I'm not paying taxes to the United States government. I'm paying what God has told me to pay because that's what he, he says, that we're to obey the laws of man. And it became an integrity issue. And integrity always wins. And it's a good thing that I listen to God because an audit form came. And God's so good, he just did that long enough to say, they're going to audit you and see, see you listen to me. And then I went to the IRS to do my audit. And they were so backlogged, they said, you know what? They looked at my stuff real quick. They go, you're good. Has that ever happened to anybody? I don't think so. Because they don't miss an audit. But God is so good that I, I really just think he was teaching me a lesson, you know. And I praise God that we never get audited. Because that's not good. I mean, I'm ready for it, but it's still just a process, you know. So, so, so give and be, let your integrity, that's part of, part of stewardship. Now, we're going to jump over to Acts 4.32, because this is an important, that ties in with that. What ties in with our, with our giving and with stewardship and, and what we have, it's all God's. So this section in my Bible says this. Check this out. This is, this is awesome. The section in my... I got an NIV Bible, by the way. So it starts in verse 32, but above that, there's this little caption that says, the believers share their possessions. Remember, if it's all God's, you're, not, you're just sharing God's stuff. You know. So it says this in 32, all the believers were, were in one heart, were in... Yeah, were, were one in heart, and in, in, in mind. No one claimed that any of their, or, yeah, no one claimed that any of his possessions was his own. But they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles com continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and much grace was upon them all. There was no needy persons among them. What? So they gave what God gave them, and nobody was in need of anything. That's an amazing, amazing stewardship principle that we need to be a part of as God's body. 
Now, I know mostly I'm preaching to the choir, but I can tell you, and, and forgive me, church, because I haven't done, I haven't been that example. But I can tell you, studying through this, I will be. I will be. There are people in this congregation that will give the shirt off their back to help somebody. Can I tell you, that is the way we are supposed to be. So praise God for you all that do that. Praise God that you will drop things and go help people. Praise God that you see a need and you stick groceries in their car. Thank God for the card lady, whoever that is, because that's, that's also a good stewardship principle, that we bless somebody and we speak to them through a card. We never know what time it is of the day, and I've, I haven't, I've gotten cards that have come at the right moment. When God tells you to call somebody, this happens to me all the time. I'm in the car driving. God tells me to call. I used to, like, okay, I'll do that, and I didn't, and I find out later I should have. You ever do that? Do it! Because it's for that moment. And, and now when he does that, and I call it that moment, man, God messes me up, man. I'm, I sometimes have to pull over and cry because I had no idea that that person was in that need at that time. And it means so much. That's being a good steward. That's sharing all of your possessions. What do you mean? We're not just talking physical, physical possessions, right? We're talking everything in our spirit. We're talking everything in God's kingdom that we're sharing. And it makes a difference in people's lives. Excuse me. So, I'm going to close in prayer. Um, Mary, would you come and, and start to play? And uh, so, that's kind of an abrupt ending, but God, I just believe this was a word from God this morning. It was for me personally. I, I hope that it ministered to you guys. And uh, I want to pray. And, and I, I want to ask God that we can be that kind of church and ask God for what it means for each of us because for each of us it's going to mean something different. But if you put all that together, it's going to do something at Mount Hope Gaylord. It's going to, God's going to use us. And it's going to be a powerful move of God. And I believe since I've gotten here, before I've gotten here, that God has been wanting to do a work in Mount Hope Gaylord for a long time. And he's ready. We just have to be ready. His timing is everything. And I believe that we are in his timing. Uh, Pastor Norm shared a while back uh, that similar message. Man, it registered in my spirit that, that God has prepared this body for something bigger. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that looks like. But God does. And I believe if we can get into one mind, one spirit, God, God has to move because his word says it will. But I believe his, he will move. And we're starting to see that in our youth and our children's. We're starting to see that in this body of believers. But I don't know about you, but I'm ready to see God move more. 
and use Mount Hope Church in this community and in the surrounding communities. And we see that happening. Uh, you talked to Brother Dave. Is it happening through BTI? Are we extending out of these walls? Are we being the body of Christ? Are we being good stewards of what God has given us here and sharing it with others? I believe we have. I believe our pastor is leading the way. And our pastors, because I don't know if you know it, but Pastor Barb is our pastor too. And she gives. I've seen people that she takes and she goes and she speaks with and she's working in that office. Just craziness. It's been an example for me since I got here to watch our pastors and the work that they do in that office over there and through the spirit that God moves in them. I'm going to share a story about Pastor Barb. She's going to appreciate this. I can do that. I've been here long enough now. And if not, I'm still a new guy. What's she going to do? So Pastor Barb, we had, a, we had a, a, a funeral a while back, and we had a dinner. And Pastor Barb was making sure we got everything, you know. She wasn't micromanaging, praise God. But she was asking. And she did a really good job. And it really helped me out get things organized. And then she came to the thing. And everything was lined up. Everything was going good. We had people helping and this and that. And she's like, what do you want me to do? And I'm like, we got it, you know. Just, just sit and enjoy. And, and then she started talking to people and just talked and talked. And she, just, she was just there. And then she left. And then people came to me and said, man, I'm so glad Pastor Barb was here. We got to talk about this. We got to talk about that. And, and just her presence of being there just her integrity of some of those moments that, she, you know, she don't know about. But I do. She led the way. She gave of her time. She gave of herself. And it made a difference in those people's lives that day. And it was amazing. And, I, and it stuck with me. I'm so thankful that we have leaders. I'm so thankful that we have pastors that will do that. Because it makes a difference. And when it comes from the top down, it's powerful and God will move through that. God will flow through that. So don't ever think, I'm going to tell you this is a lie from the enemy, don't ever think that those two people aren't praying for you because it's a lie. They are praying for you. They are believing in you. They are asking God's grace, God's mercy. Why? Because they're good stewards of what God has given them. And they're leading and setting the example. And they're giving of their own resources so we can see. They're giving of their own personal treasure so we can see God move. Praise God. And you can see it because their children are serving God. That's a good indicator that people are doing what God is calling them to do. Now, it's not the indicator because I have a wayward child too. But what I'm saying is God moves. And you will start to see the evidence of that in people's lives. And when it comes from our leaders, we need to follow that example. And we need to, to do what God's called us to do. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord God, for your word. Thank you, Lord God, that, um, that you speak, Lord God, to our hearts. Lord, I pray for every person in this place today. Lord, I pray that, that, that Lord, if there's any hardened hearts in here, they'd be unhardened. In Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that if, there, if there's an ear that needs to be open, open it. If there's an eye that needs to see, let them see. Lord, let this be their moment. Before I pray for anything else, friend, if you're here today and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, 
as your personal Savior. Just want to make that invitation to you. God loves you. If you're a lady, you're a princess to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And he loves you. And he's seen every moment of your life. And you may be asking yourself, well, then where was he? He was there. He was watching and he was waiting for you to ask him in. He was there even protecting you, even if you don't believe that. If you're here today and you, and you, and you went through that, you're here because he protected you to be here for such a time as this so you could you get the invitation to come and be a part of his family. Maybe you're a young man and your father left and you can't understand that this great father in heaven, how can he love me? How come he wasn't there in this, that, and the next thing? He was there. He's been waiting for you. His heart, he loves you. You're a prince to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And he has a plan and a purpose for you. That's you here today. You got some bitterness in your heart and you want to be set free of that. You want to understand where God was. You have questions of why. He wants to answer those questions. But it starts with you giving your heart to him. If that's you, just by a show of hands, just raise your hand up quickly. I want to pray with you. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe you are here today and you've been far from God. And this message was one of those messages where you go, oh yeah, another preacher talking about money. Let me tell you, friend, it wasn't an easy message for me, but I, I know he has a message for you. I know he loves you and you're here at the right place at the right time. Or maybe, maybe you're upset with God. Maybe you've walked away. Maybe you've not done what he's called you to do, but you know that you're supposed to. I want to pray with you today. I want you just to slip up your hand, rededicate your life to him. If that's you, just raise up your hand. I want to pray with you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Lord God, you see every heart in this place. You know every story. You know every outcome and every, everything that's happened before. So Lord, I just thank you for those, Lord God, that rose their hand to receive you as Lord and Savior, Lord God. I give you glory and I pray for those that didn't. But Lord, you're working in their heart just like you were working in my heart. So Lord God, I give you glory for that. Lord, be with them. May they be bound to your path, to your purpose, and to your love. In Jesus' name. And Lord, for those that rededicated their lives, Lord God, hallelujah. They said, we're going to start now. We're going to start right now. Hallelujah. Be with them, Lord God. Guide them. Direct them. Open doors, Lord God, for them. Give them favor with you. Give them favor with men. That they can go this, from this point on. Live for you. Lord God, we just give you glory. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you this morning. If you need prayer for anything, I'll be up here. I'll take the mic off even. And we'll pray. All right? God bless you. We pray you enjoyed this message. If you would like to partner with Mount Hope Church, you can make your tax-deductible donation online at gaylorchurch.com. From there, just click on Give Online Now. Thanks for listening. We can't wait to be with you again next week.